Welcome everyone. Good evening to uh, PitchCamp webinar series on sales for entrepreneurs. This is our eighth webinar today. I'm just very deeply humbled on the progress, um, the journey that we have made over the last, uh, you know, eight weeks now. Uh, thanks to all the amazing uh, speakers in the past and thanks to today's uh, speaker as well. So today we have uh, Harshit Agarwal, who is the CEO of uh, AppNox. And, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, what every, you know, uh, technology startup dreams is, you know, how do we acquire, uh, you know, sustainable customers and how do we do it, right? And many of us, uh, you know, as we are building products and trying to take our, uh, our early versions of our product out to the market, we would want to close uh, sales and try to become a sustainable uh, company. So that's essentially what we are going to be talking with, uh, you know, with Harshit today on, on their journey of uh, building AppMox. Uh, they've been around for some time now. I'm very excited to uh, you know, bring Harshit on the PitchCamp uh, platform today. So before we jump in, I just want to take a minute to talk about uh, PitchCamp. Uh, I'm Bimlesh Gundarao and uh, you know, PitchCamp is an initiative that uh, you know, we are looking to help entrepreneurs and sales teams share their ideas better with the world. So the whole idea is to offer coaching and interventions for entrepreneurs and sales teams to, to further improve their pitch decks and their sales uh, processes from a B2B sales point of view. So you know, without further delay, uh, Harshit, uh, thank you so much for uh, taking time and uh, being on uh, pitch camp. Thanks a lot, Bimlesh. Uh, uh, welcome everybody. Uh, and I'm looking forward to a session where Probably you guys also learn something and I, I at the end also uh, learn uh, from from you guys. So uh, I'll, I'll give you a brief intro of what we are and about me, myself. So uh, I have eight years experience of running startup and since last six years we are running AppNox. And uh, we are a mobile app security company where we deal into uh, securing mobile applications for enterprises. And uh, we started way back in 2014. And uh, we, we raised funding way early in our journey. Uh, and uh, post that, in a year two, we, we kind of bootstrapped. And currently, we are almost at a million dollar uh, revenue and, and growing substantially. So so that's that's briefly about AppNox. We are a very lean team, 17-member team, uh, based out of India, Bangalore, and uh, yeah, serving enterprises across the globe. Fantastic. So talk to us a little bit, uh, Harshit, about uh, you know what got you uh, guys started uh, to you know, start a company around the security area. What's your background on that space? How did you build your? How did your co-founders come together? Talk to us a little bit about that uh, part of your journey. Sure, sure. So uh, uh, before AppNox, I, I was part of another startup uh, where we were building platform uh, for uh, end customers and all. And uh, Shubho, who is the other co-founder, came from security background and I am basically a technical guy so I used to build products back then and uh, Shubho was into cyber security and all and he used to do hacking and he was working at TCS and uh, uh, we both were uh, like we are we are uh, friends from college so uh, both used to stay together in Bangalore and while our normal discussion we realized that uh, we could do uh, really something big with respect to security and security was catching up back then there was not too much of competition and definitely it was not uh, too much spoken about things in, in India especially. And uh, we knew that going forward, it will be a major thing in demand. And uh, mobile applications were growing. People were talking about only mobile or uh, 
इवन आई थिंक मिंत्रा फ्लिपकार्ट केम अप विद ओनली मोबाइल अराउंड 2014-15. as we proceed in our uh, topics further so now you guys have got together and you started uh, you know looking at uh, mobile as a big uh, opportunity our companies were uh, you know i think i remember at this time uh, you know flipkart was the first one that said that you know we'll move our entire operation our entire uh, you know e-commerce as a mobile first company that mm-hmm. was such a bunsal's big uh, big bold bet at yeah. that point of time so uh talk to us about your first couple of iterations and uh, you know your journey to market product market fit and acquiring your first set of customers and you know, the challenges and the wins that you had during that time yep so one of the major challenge that me and shubho had in initial days was uh, both of us were from technical background and both of us they knew how to sell and uh, that was i think that that hiccup was pretty long for us it took us almost one and a half years to really understand on how exactly to go to customer and speak for selling and whenever we used to like think for planning we used to always assume that companies will come and buy us but that's not how it works so you have to have a value prop which they look at and they say that okay this is something that looks very very good or niche to me and i should go ahead and use them and uh, uh, i think within a year we realized that it will not work this way and uh, we have to have proper pitch and everything in place and and a plan on how exactly to interact with customers to help them understand why they need security and initially i think we we even realized that uh, when we go to any indian company and talk about security they generally say that okay it should be part of developers normal development life cycle but uh, that was not the case and it took us really long time to convince them that okay that's not the case and initially to acquire few early customers and we had good logos in in one in, in initial first year so i think we started working with free charge ptm uh then uh, we had found issues in ola as well but our general approach was we used to go to these customers and say that okay we'll use our platform and try to find security issues in the app and if you think that is valuable then we'll work uh together and uh, we were able to convince after that 3 to 4 months of this whole poc discussion convincing them that okay we'll do a free poc and then uh, they used to see value and then we used to say that okay let's go ahead and start working together then the second challenge arises where we didn't knew how to really uh, put it in contract or how to really work so we started with okay over the year you would require five scans so we'll just give you a bucket of five scans and that's what we sold to paytm that was our first paying customer and okay. uh, uh like uh i think we were very happy uh, that uh, we were able to sell them this way and they they were fine with paying us way in advance but i think over the period we realized that was not right approach but yeah uh, so these were some of the few early customers we also did was while finding security issues if if we never used to get a fair response from our uh, prospects uh, we generally used to uh help them more by giving them certain time and all and one of the thing that really worked in our favor back then was the ola hack 
so we had found security issue we reached out to them we gave them 45 days they did not fix the issue and then we we released it publicly and it was picked by every other media house and that led us to almost 35 40 accounts all smbs and startups again within a month period of time and uh, that was really inspirational for us like we were very happy we were overwhelmed and uh, at the back side we were not prepared uh, to take so much of load and a lot of bigger logos turned out because we were not delivering them on proper timeline and all that we should have been we had overpromised and and had its own repercussion but but yeah i think that was uh, one of the overwhelming uh, thing that that worked for us in early days fantastic so that that came out like a great a growth hack right? yeah that that was a very good growth hack fantastic so your initial target was uh, very nicely uh, you know segmented uh, you know either naturally or it coincidentally happened that predominantly the new age startups were the primary uh, you know builders of the mobile ecosystem mobile app ecosystem yeah. right and, and uh, so what was your approach in reaching out to them uh, you know uh, especially the pay teams the free charges in yeah. all these things. so so ideally uh, we used to get a list from very basic strategy we used to look at your story and all of these media houses and just look for companies that have raised series a series b and started reaching out to them so that was our first layer level of screening that okay these are the companies that we'll be reaching out to and post that our target was again over there they are not very big big a big team they are they used to be ideally between 25 to 30 or 50 member and were growing after that so uh, security was something that was in in somewhere in their mind so we used to reach out to cto and say that okay probably you're growing congratulations on your funding and the next big thing would be probably if someone hacks you and there's a news out then there will be a sudden fall and that is something that will not work so we always used to ride on the fear a bit while selling and uh, that that worked for us in in, in that that uh, uh, particular segment where we used to go ahead and say that okay if you don't secure it you will be probably uh, like in news and all and then we used to give reference of paytm and free charge and all that the very few customers that we were working with and they were convinced that okay let's give it a shot and uh, again the whole uh, pricing was that we used to say that okay purchase seven or eight license and over use it as as long as you can and uh, we were able to convince and uh, close lot of companies in food tech like tiny owl and all i, I remember right, right. so 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 almost every company that was raising series a or b we used to somehow get entry in that and start working with them uh, and yeah interesting so by this stage uh, you know your initial customers uh, you know started uh, using your product using your services and also you know uh, with your uh, current value proposition and business model now on the licensing based so how did at what point of time you know did you look to pivot this into a saas model yeah. so i think uh, this was around 2015 uh, mid to december ish uh, when when we were having this decent rise uh, and we were able, uh, like adding almost 10 to 12 logos every month uh, and uh, around 2016 mid we realized that our overall revenue is not growing and the major challenge was that our team was reaching out to these kind of companies on regular basis 
and uh, deal sizes were around 1000 2000 so where they used to say that okay we'll buy four to five licenses and use it over time and there was no time limit as well to that and that led to a lot of companies that are in our contract but overall revenue is not increasing it's consistent and we had raised funding around 2015 so there was investor pressure on on showing some result so we started calculating revenue and we realized that we are still roughly around 7 to 8000 dollars of mrr and it's not really increasing and when we dig deeper on why exactly that's happening uh, why we are still doing 7 to 8000 monthly revenue we realized that uh, there was a something really really wrong in our business model and we cannot keep on selling a bucket of scans and just leave it open which they can use any any time as they want without any timeline and all so we revamped it into subscription based model we told that okay you use it for a month you pay us lesser amount than whatever you would pay otherwise but use our platform as many numbers of times as you want and start start getting more value out of it and uh, uh, we were able to convince few of our customers back then i remember uh, some of them like paytm did not got convinced they were still fine with pay per scan but tiny all was one of the customer then uh, there were few other uh, food tech i'm not able to recall the name but yeah they they said that okay we'll go ahead with that precharge got convinced that okay they'll go ahead with subscription based model with an annual contract so okay. so so that that did work in our favor uh, over long run but i think that was sweet spot where uh, we were making a consistent 7 to 8000 dollars monthly revenue uh, while our expenses were upwards of 20 25000 dollars and we were not able to grow it for 8 to 12 months timeline and uh, the reason was all of these customers used to come and sit over there and we didn't had any timeline on when it would renew or give us more revenue and uh, uh, like there there used to be a lot of churn as well but yeah uh, i think uh, that was fine because we were adding decent number of logos on the top of the funnel okay so with with this pivot now the customers had the op- uh, had the opportunity to do unlimited uh, scans uh as against our paper uh, scan model yeah so how much of your uh, business model impacted your product architecture and the way your product was uh, managed to handle you know this new change yeah so i think the initial journey we were building our product so there was not too much focus on product and since they would just use once in a while they also didn't had strong resemblance that okay we are really using a product and we sold it as a service like five scans and all right uh, as a commodity i would say but when we were going ahead and selling them subscription that okay you will buy at 599 dollars for a year or for a month sorry uh, so so they they would see a regular value on monthly basis and uh, we had to track that okay are they using or not if they are not using then go back and check with them and we initially lacked lot of those things uh, so initially we i I don't think we ever tracked what in in uh, 2015 16 we never tracked on what is the usage and uh, over time we used to see that okay they have churned and then we used to go back and see how many scans have they done in last one year and there was like two or three scans they have done and we used to feel that okay we were not able to give proper value and that that that's when we went back and started discussing on features where we could have more and more uh like in depth or or we are we are aligned in their uh, normal uh, development life cycle and all so i think it took us really long time to really become that tool that sits in their 
DevOps and all. So currently we have uh, the integration with like DevOps, we have SGLC integration, we have all of those things. So it took us really long time. I think this was a problem that we were able to solve almost last year. Uh, and and uh, uh, there were a lot of features we had to introduce for that. And it's still in roadmap. I would say still around 40% customers are only using our product in DevOps and all in consistent SDLC and all. But that is something that is part of our product roadmap for next six months where we have to make sure that 70 to 80% move to a regular usage and we are deep inside their development life cycle. Right. So I would say it's a very long journey. It is never ending journey. And you have to make sure that you have that stickiness factor where they come and use you. We see a lot of customers that are not on DevOps. We manage them by having a customer success manager and all. And that is something we introduced a year back, one and a half year back. But before that, we used to leave them aside. And at the end of the year, we used to get a shock that okay, they are not renewed. So that was even, even bad. And uh, these are customers who had subscribed for a year and they were like bigger contracts, ten, twelve thousand dollars upwards of that. So then we assigned a CSM that could manage around 50 odd uh, enterprises or SMEs with those particular contract cycles and all. Got it. So at what point uh, did you shift your, uh, your customer segment from SMBs to mid-market and uh, enterprises? Yeah. So that was again... Uh, around 2016 only when when the whole 16 17 when the whole startup bubble was bursting and a lot of these tiny owls and all were getting shut down right. and uh, a lot of our revenue used to come from that that and uh, that was a really uh, danger zone for us so we went through a very tough time personally from startup uh, perspective because i think through 2014 15 we did roughly around 200000 dollars as annual revenue and 2015-16, we did as $240,000. So there was just an increase of $40,000. While if if number of customers we added in 2015 were more than we added in 2014. So there was something that was not working over there. And we realized it was majorly because our target segment was startups and these uh, new age companies where 50 to 60% of them don't survive. And that way uh, we try to close them and put an effort for two to three months. And within a year, if they shut down, then it, it is it is a no uh, benefit for us to put in so much of effort cycle and all. And and out of two forty thousand dollars next year, uh, almost around 50 to 60 had come from one enterprise that came accidentally to us. And we realized that, okay, uh, this is where uh, if we do a deep dive and uh, uh, understand what is working what is not working then smb and the new age companies is definitely not working for us new age companies smbs was still working but uh, enterprises is very lucrative and, and can give give us even bigger revenue also so that's when we shifted our focus and that was not a easy shift it took us almost a year where we interviewed almost every bank in india understood what they are going through what is their problem and uh, uh, without logos, it's very difficult to convince that, okay, we want to work. So we, we got a breakthrough in, I think, 2017 when the whole UPI thing came in picture. So we somehow got connected with NPCI and that was our first banking engagement where NPCI used us and uh, they were very happy. So they referred us to Access Bank. That was our first banking customer. 
and from there now we are working with dcb access yes kotak securities and about to close few other bigger logos like i said yeah but yeah so it took us a really long journey to uh like close npc and then access bank it was almost one one and a half year journey but in that one one and a half year we interviewed almost 70 to 80 enterprises to understand which vertical to go ahead with fintech bfsi was one of the vertical we also interviewed lot of uh, media agencies we spoke with almost every media, big media house in india uh, again focus was india for us around 2016 17 uh, and uh, uh, but but shift was happening from these smbs and smaller uh, new age companies to enterprises fantastic so your primary buyer is uh, chief information security officer yeah. or the cio where they don't have a specific ciso yeah you know buyer center so when you said you were you know you interviewed a bunch of uh, you know all these uh, folks uh, over a period of a year what was your outreach uh, strategy to to reach out to them what channels did you use because there are two things here one is in trying to build this initial outreach relationship and then once you have your uh, product ready is also go back to them and to explore a future opportunity of uh, sale as well so you know typically this is a big challenge right that how what channel works uh, both for an outreach or even for a sale so what what was the channel that worked for you yeah so i i would say we we use multiple channels but one that specifically worked for cxos in india uh so one was uh, we we used i used to send them linkedin messages on a regular basis to connect and i was connected with them on linkedin eventually so uh, post that we used to attend every security event and wherever these uh, banking cisos and all used to come we used to make sure that we have some presence either a booth or something over there and uh, uh, that that made us visible to them then the third thing we used to do was uh, uh, used to reach out to ciso minus 1 and minus 2 on regular basis for free poc and all of those things and whenever we used to get an entry we used to again as mentioned i was already connected with these cisos so i used to reach out to them through linkedin that we are already interacting with your team can i have a quick word and that's when we used to get some time from ciso again on telephone not physical meeting and right. uh, most of them just used to say that okay my team is evaluating so let me check with them and post that uh, uh, like uh, i think within 3 months we used to get a response of physical meeting and that's when we used to travel to bombay and meet all of these bank cisos and uh, that landed up uh, deals like access bank and kotak securities and all folks So I assume it, it is during this time that uh, you know the 2016 once you moved into the SaaS space that's the time you put in your uh, sales process in place so that you could have a structured uh, you know process to to segment target track uh, and close the deals with them. So from the from a person coming uh, you know when you are starting off your company you know you mentioned that you had no clue about sales. and you know now you're pivoted to saas and you're seeing you know successes with the enterprises what is the mindset shift that happened uh, you know in terms of the sales skills and that very need that i need to be out there you know trying to sell a technical product which is not very fancy but then very critical from a security and from a regulatory point of view yeah so so initially as i mentioned uh, we always had a mindset that 
customers will come to us like i'm talking about 14 15 16 that they will come to us and talk to us so we never used to do a lot of outreach and all and uh, during 2017 when we realized that you have to reach out to enterprises and enterprise cxos are already loaded with too many things in their plate so they will definitely not go out and search like what exactly is happening so we have to be over there and that was a bit of difficult journey because we had moved to enterprises almost 6 months back where we were trying to reach out but no one used to respond back to us and that was very difficult uh, uh like journey because we had targets that okay we'll reach out to 20 enterprise cxos by end of this month and i i emailed to almost 200 of them where i'm constantly following up with them but there was no response from either of them that they want to meet and uh, that's when i realized that okay it's not a month like in a month you can reach out to 50 cxos and crack the deal it's, it's a long process where you have to make sure that there is some kind of marketing going on some kind of event then some kind of constant emails and all calling activity happening also not only cso but cso minus 1 minus 2 has to be accounted for when you are closing deals and uh, uh, i think it took us more than 2 years by i think if i say about sales process by uh, this year march feb uh, march april i got started getting some uh, satisfaction that okay we are about to reach there with respect to process but but again uh, we did a lot of mistakes on the way as well we hired a uh, lot of sales uh, guys without me having proper idea and those were uh, also freshers so it was very very difficult for us and freshers to work together because we i am learning and they are also learning and uh, uh, no one comes up with experience so i think this was first year where we had hired someone who is experienced in business development who came on board and started giving us a direction on how exactly to scale things up and all so uh, this was a hard call and we did it when we were on bootstrap mode while in 2014 15 when we had raised funding we did not take that call uh, but i think that was the mindset shift that i'm talking about because back then we used to think that customers will come to us it's very easy thing to do while uh, in last two years we realized that it's it's something that has to set up as a process and uh, you will not grow until you have everything aligned towards that starting from like marketing to reach out to calling plus the entire website and everything so i think uh, now we are reaching there i would say but it's it's a very long process difficult and the complete mindset has changed for us in last 3 years where uh, any event also we used to go i never used to go out and speak with cisos and all i used to initially think that they'll come and on a booth but now i generally have a speaking session next to them so that i get to meet them and have an interaction with them or something around that sense interesting interesting so uh, talk to us something about uh, you know some of the sales uh, stack or the tools uh, you know that you guys have used over this journey yeah. right i remember very early that uh, you know uh, you guys were an early user of hubspot that's what i remember in one of our last you know uh, past conversations Yeah. So, talk to us about some of the tools that have worked for you. What's your current, uh, you know, uh, both a sales and marketing set of tools uh, yeah. that works for you? So, we have we have experimented with a lot, but starting one two years, it was Excel sheet. So, we used to track <laughs> everything in Excel. So, Excel was our CRM. Then we moved to Lead Squared. I think post that uh, we were not completely satisfied. Uh, we were having some technical issues. I think that was early days for them as well. Uh, now they are 
pretty good and they are local uh, indian based companies so uh and uh, post that we use zoho for certain time period uh but eventually we moved to hubspot they had come up with one year or two year for free and very cheap uh, pricing back then we used to get 90% discount so uh we we jumped on hubspot because our marketing automation we are planning to put on hubspot and uh, with respect to marketing we were earlier using uh for blogs and all uh, we were using wordpress and uh, website and all was in house built and that was i think one of the bad decision from our side which i'll come on uh, later in this discussion itself uh, and uh, over time we moved to hubspot with respect to marketing automation but our website still was in house where developers used to build that and there was a lot of delay that used to happen because of that because any small marketing change we had to raise a technical request ticket that used to go to technical team they used to create and in their release cycle of 15 days they used to release so every every marketing campaign has to make sure that there is one month of technical release cycle for making even a small change in in our marketing content on website so that's when we wanted to move to something that is automated cms platform and we moved to hubspot cms platform uh, that was almost one and a half year back uh, we did that and uh, uh, with respect to sales we use hubspot we use automation of hubspot intensively in it where most of the inbounds if they sign up we get a ping on uh, slack that uh, our entire team is at and any deal closes used to come in slack uh, any interaction or or any any deal where there is no interaction happening a ping comes on slack to sales rep that okay you have to reach out to this deal you have not done in last 5 days or 7 days so so that way we are able to track all of those things uh, in last 6 months we have also started with predictability so that was something that uh our head of business development introduced that we should have more visibility on what is going to close over the quarter so we now we know that okay this much is predicted to close in this quarter and uh, that's where i think the whole setting up your next quarter goal comes into picture so we were always reactive before this where number used to hit and then we used to think okay did not go ahead with that number what can we do and then it used to go on side because we don't know what next quarter will be hitting as well but now when we are discussing we are talking about next to next quarter and we already know what will be hitting in next quarter so we have right. some visibility on that side and i think that's where most of the clarity brings lot of right decision making that will impact on longer run with respect to whatever experiments you do so everything comes from hubspot we use reporting in hubspot extensively where every team has reports in hubspot starting from marketing team sales team our uh, customer success team so they create different different reports and as part of my work i just go on those reports and keep a track on that and wherever i see that okay there can be more things done i just work with those teams and make sure that things are sorted with respect to that so you looked uh, hubspot as a platform primarily from a cms and a marketing uh, you know automation requirement which yeah. then spread out to cover end to end lifecycle yeah right. and so this is also critical when you're dealing with enterprises uh, you know where you can leverage uh, where it's important to use account based uh, sales strategy yeah. because you're talking about enterprises yeah and you no know, there's no one single decision maker right so as you said you know there's a there's a buyer and buyer minus one minus two that you got to arrive at a consensus to do this excellent uh talk to us a little bit about your 
you know uh, you mentioned that you know it was only very recently that you were able to hire in somebody to head your business job so talk to us some of your uh, hiring experiences that you have had you have learned and now how did you end up you know uh, hiring your more uh, business development head so i think uh, it was it is a very different journey because uh, uh, until your team is strong or small and you are part of every decision that happens so you are interacting with your team directly so you you think that okay you are very closely knit with your team but you never realize that is one of the reason you are not even growing because uh, you are involved in every decision making and all and that is something that was my like i would say i had a fear of losing that hold over everything that's happening but uh, eventually i realized that is important because uh, uh, otherwise i i don't have that that kind of uh neither the knowledge nor the ability to understand what what has to be done in right and and I, i don't have experience as well with respect to that so so i was majorly the road blocker for the growth that we did not do in last two years probably i can say that okay and uh, and uh, in last six months while we were going through that journey it was a bit difficult as well but i i would say it's important because uh till now our company was flat uh, there was no hierarchy and suddenly you introduce a head of business development so your sales team that you used to work with you has to now report to someone and that is something that they have not done in last 2 3 years while working with you so there is a lot of hiccup there is a lot of challenge that okay how can i report uh earlier we used to have a weekly call and that also was very lightly where we used to do discuss and just leave it like that and now he is talking about numbers on every call so they used to get pressurized that okay what is happening now at company i used to love it earlier uh, and now i think there is a lot of pressure and uh, so so th- we went through that journey we are still going through that but and on the verge i think we have almost crossed that and this is something that's not only from our experience but a lot of companies that did take that step went through that journey and uh, i think uh, that was majorly because neither me nor shubhu had lot of corporate experience before starting apnox so we never knew how these bigger organizations are able to hit billion dollars of revenue but they are able to hit because they have that complete hierarchy where not everything can be taken care by ceo or a single person and you need really good people driving things and objective that you have at bigger level so so yeah i think that that is something that we are going through and let like in the whole journey we lost some of members who were working with us for since last 3 3 and a half years but i think that that was essential for next step we have to make sure that that has to be done so yeah excellent so how how did you how did you land up in uh, you know in in finalizing your current uh, business development so what was the process that you followed what parameters were you looking at that was a, another tough thing for us majorly because we had never hired someone that senior and uh, uh, so so my simple strategy was i was just asking him with respect to challenges that we were having and uh, if i used to get a response where i i had a gut feeling that okay this could fix whatever we are going through that was one of the thing and second i think uh, uh, we have few advisors so uh, i also consulted advisors and they they also spoke to him and that gave extra validation that okay this would work out and the third is while running startup you are into experimentation 
so i picked it up as an experiment i thought that okay i'll pick it up for 3 months i'll see how effective it is for me and for him and if it works out if we are mutually compatible then longer run we'll be definitely be able to fix it and drive things together so i think that was the major thought process by which we went ahead and uh, i i made sure that it's clarified that okay it's a 3 month experimentation and if it does not work then it does, did not work for both of us so that there is no surprise for him and for us as well so that was the baseline we picked it up with but with full dedication that we have to make it work yeah. right yeah now that intent to you know make it a success is important yeah there is it will uh, it can derail both the individual and the company cost of that text uh mo- moving towards uh, you know the next uh, key thing you know if you were to reflect back right uh you had a stagnancy you know in your organization at some point and then you know talk to us through that uh, phase yeah what were the challenges and you know yeah. so we did a lot of mistakes i think mistake is something that apnox is built on i would be very frank on that so <laughs> The first mistake we did was we raised a lot of money. So we raised roughly around seven fifty thousand dollars, and that was when we didn't had any plan on how to use that. So we had, we didn't had a plan of even zero dollar on how exactly we are going to spend it. Was it easy and to raise a lot of money back then? <laughs> it was. I think everybody was getting funding, <laughs> and uh, uh, we we got funding uh, on on idea. And during that Ola hype, we were able to close few customers. so that was the month we were also raising fund it was probably a bit on a lucky side for us that particular i think it was march april of 2015 when we we were going through that thing peak of uh, the funding yeah. cycle supporting so so we were out for raising 300 350000 and uh, vc told that okay i would invest 750k and at a higher valuation so we said why not why not have more funds if it's coming at almost equal equity so we just went ahead and raised that fund and uh, i always define next two years as our honeymoon period where the entire team was too relieved we were not focused founders were relieved because we had funds in a bank so we did not focus on growth that was really bad and i i really would lay, raise lesser amount or probably not raise back then and raise when we really had a requirement like today if i have got access to 770000 dollars i would invest it very very wisely and i know where to invest and grow our business back then i had no idea uh, and we were first time founders so we we like i think we burnt that cash in two years but end of 2017 we were out of funds we were through very tough time where we were discussing whether we should shut down company or continue and uh, we were 25 member team doing 200000 240000 worth of revenue so our overall it was not a really good position to be at and that's when we uh, even resize our team so we if i would have been back then i would have hired more uh, cautiously and hired right people as i'd mentioned we always used to hire freshers of 1 to 2 years experience and we used to feel proud that okay we are young team of youngsters but on on uh, thinking back i think uh, experience is required when you are building a company that is going to sustain for longer time period and i would have not done this mistake back then i would have probably pro- probably looked at more experienced people because we had cash in hand and uh, we could spend and uh, grow while we choose to be other- doing it otherwise 
so uh, these were two third one would be mm, i think uh, we while building apnox one of one of the other thing that we did was uh, so we were three co-founders where all three came from very strong startup mentality we all three wanted to run startup so eventually by end of 2017 uh, we realized that we are running three different companies in apnox so one is the sales company the other is technical and the third one is marketing so so i think i would have more process approach where things are going with a constant vision and all and i think that was all a repercussion of raising a lot of money and then founders doing whatever they want to do having their individual team and they had individual plans to grow apnox into something and there was not a single true leader driving things so so i think that is something that i would have never done if i start if, if i like now i'm at that position I, we would have proper ceo who would drive everything so this is something we changed around 2018 post that complete uh, uh, near death experience of the company and uh, i think that was the turning point as well for us and we realized that okay from here we are able to get like growth decent growth not again hockey like growth but again a decent growth as most of the bootstrap companies get to see or slightly better than that fantastic how how much did uh, talk to us a little bit about your partnership uh, strategies right so i remember you know when when we reached out to you to help uh, you know build uh, one of uh, our customers micro lending product or india's first uh, micro lending product back then uh, you had built some partnerships of resellers uh, you know and you were catering to some customers outside of india so yeah. talk to us a little bit about how your partnership how did you structure your partnerships especially to to sell your uh, solutions to outside of india customers yeah so i think one of our first customer outside of india was through you only publish so oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so i remember uh, we had got through my tala through you that was right. around 2018 ish so that's when we realized that okay outside india we have to sell and people and to our surprise contract size was decent for us like on higher side it was not on lesser side and we were very happy that okay uh this can be cracked and growth for further and that's when we started reaching out to more people whom we had interacted earlier outside india where we did not get an opportunity to work with them and uh, surprisingly i think last year we did roughly 30% of our revenue from partnership and that was a good jump because 2018 uh, we hardly did 2 to 3000 dollars as overall uh, revenue uh, from partners while last year we did roughly around 250 or 280000 dollars overall from channel partners and uh, our idea was simple uh, reach out to companies who don't have technical exper- expertise and uh, some of our competitors were msps in india so we thought we'll reach out to msps itself and interact with them and tell them that you offer services use our product bundle it and sell it together and that worked out very good in middle east market and in few other markets currently we are also doing recently good in uh, north uh, sorry in africa in nigeria and uh, middle east i think the complete gcc region we are having good sales from all of channel partners so how what was your criteria in selecting these channel partners how did you find them how did you shortlist them so as mentioned uh, these were all channel partners whom we had interacted earlier but nothing oh. really worked out with them so our simple strategy was going through a database of people who had signed up and who were outside india we used to just go back and interact with them okay. so when we reach out to these uh, companies and 
uh, they they used to like say that okay we are looking for mobile app security we are ourselves a security services company but we don't have expertise of mobile security and we used to say okay then we not build it we'll give you a complete white label platform that you can go ahead and sell that okay this is xyz like if xyz is the company we are partnering up with this is xyz's platform that you can use and that worked out in their favor because they used to get that product advantage against their competitors in the region and was easier for them to sell and in fact uh, like now i i get to hear from some of our partners that we are one of the easiest to sell tool to their customers so they get an entry to, into that customer and then they try to grow into other services that they offer Fantastic. so they use it as a entry uh, like technique and then then try to scale up their offer yeah that's a great uh, partner tool uh, to have yeah okay. fantastic so t- talk to us uh, you know a little bit about your business impact during uh, these times so i assume security does not sleep yeah. right and now with the platform there's a completely new requirement of uh, you know enterprise mobility yeah. and uh, and stuff like that so how has how has business uh, been what's the impact on sales especially in 2020 yeah so uh, business has been decent uh, though a lot of enterprises that we are interacting with have not signed up contracts because they are also very not very mature the other challenge for us was our segment was banking segment that we were majorly talking to uh, targeting towards and right before 20, uh, covid yes bank and a lot of those uh, right. incidents happened that led to a really big shock wave uh, in in the whole uh, bfsi fraternity Uh, so a lot of our, those contracts went on complete pause like they are saying we are just left for signing the po but uh, parallelly we were proactive enough to change our vertical in march itself like end of mid of march where we started uh, retargeting our marketing towards smbs and just focus on smbs outside india and we were able to make sure that we are doing decent revenue at least something that is uh, keeping us afloat until we are back to normal our enterprise business i think now is the time when enterprises are closing those deals again so things will be fine going forward but in last three months we were at i would say net zero or slightly more revenue than what we spent but not on negative side because again as you mentioned security is a requirement uh, and uh, with respect to application security though that was not on super demand because of a lot of people looking for vpn and lot of those uh last mile uh, security systems and all so uh, but but over time i think it will increase that is what is projected to happen next year but as for now uh, it was decent for us it was not bad not good i would say yep. it's, it's average for us fantastic excellent uh, harshit thank you so much uh, and i think we'll now open up for questions for from the audience hello can yeah, you hear me Yes, hi, hi, Patil. Hey, hi, Harshit. Uh, hi, Vimlesh. Thanks hi. for the session. Yeah. So I run a, again in a data protection space, a startup uh, solving uh, data protection backup recovery. Uh, so similar space, uh, maybe little complementary security side. You may be a front runner. We are a goalkeeper of the <laughs> security space. Yeah. So I just wanted to like uh, one. Um, a uh, thought of uh, you said like uh, when you were moving to the enterprise uh, you are able to talk to you have like uh, interviewed 70 80 uh, 
uh, enterprise customer, banks, and all those guys. So, what was your process? How did you find it? Or how do you reach out? Uh, uh, what kind of a question or discovery? Uh, can you little bit talk about uh, that? Uh, because we are sure. in the same uh, journey right now, more ta- uh, moving from SMB to enterprise. Uh, sure, perfect. So, so one of the things that we did back then was uh, the first thing we did was we created a list of questions that we would be asking them. and uh, what kind of responses we would get accordingly those will change so i i created a complete questionnaire that we would be going through as a journey which i wanted to have an answers for and uh, suppose that we did some dry runs internally so shubho used to come as a ceo of any random bank and i used to go out as appnox sales guy and we used to interact on that side and see on like how how that those all that complete conversation used to go out we made sure that we never do a sales pitch over there so it was just a consultative calling methodology that we use over there so you can search for consultative uh, uh sales consultative approach where you're just consulting them you're just asking them questions and making a note because this was something that will help us prepare our pitch once once we are back on 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 our board and understanding what are the challenges that they're going through and all then the second thing on uh, which uh, ceos and all to reach out to for that we started again uh, a reach out on linkedin and email uh, with the appro- uh, with the approach of just saying that okay we want to get on a call with you not to sell but just just to understand what are the problems you are having towards mobile security so pitch was as simple as this and we used to send it across to them and we used to get decent response on linkedin that okay let's speak this time let's speak that time and that's where we started having that first level of conversation with DC so okay so it was a more learning about like their current process of doing the things what your problem your solving what are what are the problem areas that was a major agenda okay okay uh, i i have a follow up question there yeah harsh what was the motivation for them to come on to your call why why did they have to come on to your call so i i think that they really had a problem on mobile security that is something that i i realize now when i see back because most of the vendors that they use or most of the uh, uh, platforms that they use is not very focused towards mobile and uh, uh, they were seeing a good growth on mobile till date i think banks are seeing a major increase in mobile usage compared to their web and shift from web to mobile so so this was something that they had to solve and it was taking priority i would say it was also about timing because the same thing we tried in 2000 uh so 2016 and all and we never used to get a lot of responses so so i think the things were changing and this was when the whole sorry upi payment and everything was coming into picture so the whole mentality with respect to mobile usage and all was changing and uh, they had they they realized that there is a problem and we need to solve on that side So uh, one more a question uh, similar like so did you check about like there what would they pay what is the pricing and no, not uh, really not at that point also and like uh, so then when you actually the uh, the data you gathered in uh, during that interview process and when you started pitching and selling did you find the difference uh, of the bias uh, uh, biasness in the data biasness as in like uh, when you talk uh, just to get some consultancy people are more open yeah yeah this is good if you do that, that. right uh, but when you are going and asking for a money then people say no no they will talk next year and like so that. so there will be definitely some resistance over there but the good point is that you have already set up some touch point with those ceos and when you ask these cxos that okay 
uh, I, I need help on this side. They are already on board in your journey because they are giving you some pointers on their problem area. So you know what is their problem area, and when you go back to them, you say that okay, I will help you solve this problem area that you mentioned. Then they are already connected with you, and they are probably part of your journey somewhere or the other, even smaller percentage. And I think you have got more pointer to connect rather than just going ahead and selling to them. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, thanks, Ashish. Fantastic. Thank you, thank you, Tapesh. Uh, next question is uh, we have from Smita Mishra. What are the key queries you foresee in the space of security for 2021? Okay. So uh, I, I generally use Gartner Hype Cycle and all for that because uh, our, uh, as I mentioned, our offering is very very niche towards application security. But in 2020, 21, I think major increase is going to be happening on cloud security uh, and uh, uh, the whole API and all of that that is going on because. Uh, in a lot of enterprises, digitization has happened because of the whole COVID thing. And when they move to digitization, the next thing they have to make sure is on on whatever they have on cloud has to be secure. And that's where the requirements and all have to increase on that side. So that's that's probably one of the top thing that we are seeing in few of our customers as well. But on longer run, I, I see that happening. But COVID nineteen has just Uh, escalated that or or accelerated that. Sorry. Shit. Any any parting thoughts for uh, you know for entrepreneurs like uh, Tapesh? Uh, you know, as you mentioned, is in the goalkeeper uh, space. Uh, now, complementary product to what you do, talking to a similar buyer uh, center. Yeah. Uh, he's just raised uh, you know re- a round of funding just prior to COVID right now. And to others, you know, who are just starting up and looking at uh, enterprise spaces, any any parting thoughts? So one of the thing I think specifically, if you are understanding for security and all, but I think you have to make sure that you are like fighting and growing because uh, we went through a lot of fights. I think in last five years we had two moments where we were on the verge of concluding that okay, we'll shut down the company, but still we continued. So that that whole spirit has to be alive. and uh, there is a lot of good that you don't see coming on your doorstep but yeah if you are there working towards it i think you will you will get there thank you so much uh, harshit uh, thanks for your time great conversation uh, thanks thanks good to, to see you know our our past association you know being nurtured and you know continuing to go forward thank you for being on pitch camp thanks uh, harshit once again thanks thanks a lot to me thanks everybody i'll be there in your